Entrepreneur on Fire 1028. He thought Pearl Jam was something you put on toast, and I thought Dow Jones was his business partner. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with today's rock star entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you prepared to podcast? Visit freepodcastcourse.com to sign up for our free 15-day podcast course today. Ignite. Fire Nation, ready to turn your big idea or best Instagram photos into a great book? Try Blurb's free book layout software. Visit blurb.com slash fire today. Boom! Shake the room, Fire Nation. Johnny Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Derek Rydell. Derek, are you prepared to ignite? I am smoldering, John, ready to explode, man. (laughs) Derek is the author of the number one Amazon and Barnes & Noble bestseller, Emergence, Seven Steps for Radical Life Change. Derek has trained top executives at Fortune 500 companies, coached Oscar and Emmy winners, and touched hundreds of thousands with his message on finding your path, living your purpose, and making an impact. Derek, take a minute. Fill in the blanks from that intro and give us a little glimpse into your personal life. I come from a background of being a a writer and an actor, and uh, I, you know, had a pretty big shift in my life that led me to, you know, when I was younger, I was going to be a brain surgeon even. And then at that certain point where I had a major shift in my life, I realized that I wasn't here to operate on the actual brain, but to really help people discover the power in their mind and, and even beyond that. And uh, that ultimately led me to be a coach and, uh, you know, coach to celebrities, coach to Fortune 500 executives and beyond. And it's just been, you know, it's quite a wild ride. And I know we're going to get into the more of the details of that. Absolutely. So, Derek, you're at a networking party. Someone walks up to you and they say, Derek, what exactly do you do? How do you respond in 10 seconds? Well, the first thing I might say is, I don't know. No, but the second thing I would say is, you know, I help people become masters at what I would say reading their life, their deepest passions, as well as their biggest problems in order to tap into their true purpose, to find their right path, to unlock their greatest potential, and then ultimately to make, you know, a really powerful impact in their area of the world. Well, Derek, you didn't always have that clarity. You weren't always positive that that was your path. So that's what I want you to talk about right now is that origin story, not your history, but what you were doing right before this current passion you're doing right now. What was that transition? Tell us what that leap looked like. I love it when you say origin story. I immediately feel like I'm a superhero. (laughs) Um, You know, those are the most, those are the best parts of the story is finding out how they, how it all happened. You know, I was, as I was saying, I was a struggling artist and a consultant to creative types and writers trying to help them improve their personal and professional life. And at the same time, I was doing all kinds of personal growth methods to heal my past, get over my bad childhood, improve myself. Except the more that I tried to improve myself in my life, the more inadequate and broken I felt. It was like I was trying to dig myself out of a hole. The more I dug, the deeper in the hole I was. And it led me to become addicted to drugs and alcohol, almost die of an overdose, and, you know, I, my brother always said I had a thick skull and, and I just, you know, the universe tapped me on the shoulder, then hit me with a two by four and it still wasn't getting through that I was, something was off. 
And so I sort of dug in, doubled my efforts, trying you know, self-improvement, self-improvement, self-improvement. And that led me to almost die from drowning. And I won't go into the whole story, but I ended up diving alone, being doing a very stupid thing, got caught in a reef. Mm. And there was a moment where I was stuck in this reef that literally looked like a booby-trapped, underwater booby-trapped tomb out of Indiana Jones. I'm surrounded by spiked coral, rows of spiked coral, inches from my throat, my face, my eyes, my stomach. I could barely breathe. I couldn't swim down. I couldn't look up. And there, after a long ordeal, I was running out of energy. I, I, nobody was coming to save me. And I finally came to a point where I knew I was going to die. It's such an extreme experience to know, like, I'm not getting out of this alive. And, and all of my wit and wisdom and all of my affirmations and all the stuff I tried to do was useless. And I had a moment where all I could do was let go, was surrender. And in that moment, this wave came or through the water or something happened and it lifted me up. I know it sounds very mystical and woo-woo, but it really happened. And it dropped me down on top of the one area outside of the coral reef that I could stand. And in that same moment, something kind of cracked. It's like Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall. And I suddenly saw that my whole path, all the ways that I had been trying to fix myself and improve myself, that it had been backwards. And that I'd been drowning for a very long time. It was only that now I was actually, you know, experiencing it for real. And, and that led me ultimately to have a realization that kind of like the, like the oak tree is already in the acorn. And the acorn doesn't have to improve itself into an oak. It doesn't attract an oak. It doesn't become worthy of an oak. When the conditions in the soil match the pattern in the seed, that which is already in potential naturally emerges. And that led me to the creation of the law of emergence. And my whole life completely turned around. I went from, you know, broke, living in a one-room apartment, eating Kraft mac and cheese to seven-figure business, world travel, million-dollar homes, and, and a whole new level of empowerment that I had never had imagined. But you still eat Kraft and cheese every now but, and then. But, but I still have to have that ritual, you know. <laughs> every year, I got to sit down. Have my craft mac and cheese. For 20, uh, I think it's twenty nine cents a box now. It was probably nineteen cents then. Absolutely, man. No, um, now I now I get I get the mac and cheese, but I get it with the three levels of cheese and the special, <laughs> you know, shavings on top of it, right? <laughs> so, Fire Nation, I hope that you got some hair on the back of your neck standing up right now. I hope you got the shivers running through you like it ran through me. I mean, this was a guy, we're talking to him right now, that he gave himself up for debt. He was stuck in a reef. He was underwater. He knew it was over in his mind. you know. And the survivalist instinct within us is so strong. To get to that point, believe me, things have to be absolutely horrific. So just for him to have mentally got there is is incredibly astounding and just shocking to the system. And the fact that it, it was at that moment that he had the wave lift him up and move him forward. I mean, that was a whole mindset shift for him and he's never looked back. And, you know, now he, we're talking today. So love this story, Derek, on so many levels. And we're going to talk about another couple stories. But before we get too deep into those weeds, listen, we're entrepreneurs. You know, sure. we are small business owners. We're looking to create viable businesses, brother. And you've created a seven-figure business. That's the definition of viable. So how are you currently generating revenue? Yeah, and there's so much I could get into in terms of my journey in that. But, you know, the basic way is, you know, I speak on events, whether they're live or virtual. I sell, you know, lower level programs on those events. 
as a sort of a, a lead, not a lost leader exactly. Actually, they're very, very lucrative. But then that leads- We'll call it the beginning of the funnel. Exactly, the beginning of the funnel. And then that leads into a group coaching offer that's part of that, that they actually get for free as a trial, and then a percentage of them stick. And then that percentage goes on to take other programs, bigger programs, VIP days, private coaching. So it's basically a path that I lead people down step by step that I've designed to get them unstuck on purpose and, you know, ultimately living a level of potential that they haven't imagined for themselves. And each of those steps is designed, you know, that's the 80-20 rule that there's, you know, the 20% that really deliver 80% of the results. And then within that 20%, there's another 80-20 fractal that wants to take the next step. And within that, there's another percentage that wants to take the next step. And it's just following that path. I've created a path to be able to serve people at each step of that particular journey. Love that. And Derek, we've already experienced your scariest moments thus far in your journey with you. I mean, you, yes. told, you told that it was so realistic. I want you to use that same kind of story mentality as we move forward into your worst entrepreneurial moments. So take us there, take us to that moment in time and share with us that story. It's funny because I've had certainly a lot um, of challenging moments. And I would just go to the most recent big one, which was my latest book launch and program launch. And just before I was about to put everything in motion, this major launch for my probably my biggest book and program, Emergence, my whole team pretty much melted down. Whoa. And I had to hire mostly a whole new team and train them. And it was during the holiday last year. So, so I'm having to train a new team, put the pieces of this launch together, you know, launch the biggest book and career and program of my career. And then, and this was coming, but then bad timing, me and my wife decided to get separated after 23 years. Wow. So there I am. It's the holidays, separation, brand new team to train, biggest launch of my life, 50 plus hours of interviews a week for a few weeks, which I know you can relate to. <laughs> and... And I wake up the first day of all of this to begin sicker than I've ever been. Oh. And I haven't been sick with colds or flus in years. And I wake up and I felt like a truck had literally run over me all night long, like backed up, right. run over me again, Beep. backed up. <laughs> exactly. And I couldn't get out of bed. I, had, I was facing 50 hours, just eight hours that first day. And so that was pretty bad. <laughs> so... I, you know, all of this intense pressure, I mean, it was like the perfect storm. Everything that kind of could have gone wrong did. And so here I was, and it was ironic and in a way divine because I had to now put everything that I knew in, in, in a, the most profound practice. I had to do what I teach. I had to not let emotional reasoning stop me from doing what was in front of me. You know, emotional reasoning sounds like I don't feel like it, as if that's a good reason. And I had to apply everything I know. I dove in. The book became multiple bestsellers, broke all the things the publisher expected for the whole year in the first week. The launch was hugely successful, and the business went on to get stronger and stronger. And, and even more than that, you know, I could really even you know, help people to really see now in real time that no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how hard things seem to get, because stuff is always going on you can still show up in a powerful way. You can still make powerful progress. And the cool thing was I could really help people to see that no matter what's going on in your life, because stuff is always going on, you know, hard stuff's going to show up, that you can still 
bring your game, your A game. You know, you can really show up in a powerful way. You can make great progress and, um, you know, not, not fall prey to reacting merely to conditions, but really being able to live into your bigger vision. So Derek, break it down for our listeners right now into just one sentence. One sentence that you want to make sure that we, Fire Nation, understands as the biggest lesson that you learned from this failure moment, from this, you know, the worst moment you've experienced in some time. Like, what do you want to make sure we get? Yeah, I think in one sense, I, I mean, I learned from myself and I want you to get that our, our capacity to, to rise to the occasion and to show up and do whatever is necessary, regardless of situations, is so far beyond what we've imagined it to be. Yeah, and sometimes I even like to say it's because of the big struggles exactly. that we've had. I mean, there's a great book I've mentioned in the past few episodes, but it just keeps coming up, and it's anti-fragile. Just yes. a phenomenal book about you know, what doesn't kill us does actually literally make us stronger. I mean, there's 100% scientific proof behind this. So Fire Nation, we, you know, we can't change when the worst moments happen, but we can have a mindset shift and try to embrace them for what they are. And Derek, what I want you to do now is, is tell a, another story. And this one's an epiphany, an aha moment that you've had. You've had a lot of these. You're yeah. an inspiring guy. But what's one that really stands out to you that make a great story for Fire Nation and take us to that moment when that light bulb actually went on. Tell us that story and share with us exactly what you did to make that successful. Yeah. And there is, have been a lot of aha moments, you know, and I, one of the biggest, I think charging a lot of entrepreneurs, especially, you know, people that are, you know, they're good people, they're, they're, they're have a good heart you know, a lot of times there's a lot of issues around money and charging for what you're worth and really asking for what you want and charging what you're worth. And that was a big one for me. I had a lot of baggage around around what it really takes to earn more and to ask for what I want. And um, there was a lot of internal shifts and in mindsets and beliefs and understanding. But there was a couple really key ones, or at least one really key one. And I used to believe that, I used to always believe that, you know, that you had to really believe to achieve, you know, you had to like feel confident and you had to have that swagger and you had to, you know, you really had to own it in some deep, profound way. And that if you really wanted to charge more, you know, you had to really have that confidence and that belief. And so then I had this experience and I'd gone along trying to build up that confidence and, and believe in myself and, you know, little bit by little bit incrementally raise my rates and things like that you know, believing and then going, but yeah, I don't feel that confidence yet. I don't yet feel that inner self-worth or whatever I believed I had to feel before I could really have the courage and the confidence to ask for what I wanted and charge what I worth was worth. And so I had this one consulting job and it was a relatively small job, but there was something about it that sort of spoke to me. And, and, and that's another interesting little side note. I wasn't going to take it because I was telling myself I no longer took those kind of jobs, but there was this kind of Something about it, you know, I could feel it. And you've all had those experiences oh, yeah. where you maybe even have denied that in intuition. But anyways, I followed it. And I went on this job and I did, I gave it my best. I gave it my all. And at the end of the job, there was this much bigger consulting and writing job that this guy wanted me to do. And so we're having that, you know, the moment where he asked, you know, what's your rate? What's it going to cost? And Suddenly flashing before my inner eye, I could see all of these times I'd undercharged, all the times I felt like I knew what I was worth, I knew what I wanted to charge for my work, but I didn't. I, I backed out, I 
you know, did the old used car salesman thing. Well, you know, actually we have a sale this week and, you know, and, you know, and I just kept down, you know, just a race to the bottom and, and, and how I'd been waiting for this magical moment where I would finally feel good enough, worthy enough, whatever enough to finally charge what I wanted and what I felt was a worthy level. It was all like a, in a second it flashed and I looked at him and I blurted out an amount that was that magical number. It was about five times more than I'd ever charged, but it was actually like a mid to high level rate for what I was doing. It was like a big quantum leap. And as soon as I said it, I went into a panic mode. (laughs) You know, I'm like inside, how could you do that? That was so stupid. He'll never pay that. You've just blown another job, man. Gee, you know, I just like this whole little thing. And, you know, if you looked at me from outside, I'm just standing there, just looking at him And, and he paused and he looks at me. Then he looks at the documents on the table. Then he looks at me and it feels like, of course, an eternity, long enough me for to, to beat myself up some more and try to figure out a way to backpedal. But instead, I just kept my mouth shut, remained silent. He looked at me in the paper again. And then finally, he said, OK, let's do it. My system will cut you a check this week. And I remained calm, of course, while inside I was freaking out. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, you know, okay, kind sir, that sounds great, you know, (laughs) and I shook his hand as I calmly sauntered out, got in my car, drove away, and about a block away, you know, began to scream, but the big realization (laughs) was that I didn't have to wait until I felt all this stuff good enough, confident enough, I just had to ask for what I really wanted, and then shut up, (laughs) and and not talk myself out of a job, which is what I and many of my clients, you know, used to do, so that was really a, a very powerful aha moment that you don't have to believe it to achieve it, that certainly belief is powerful. We could obviously talk about that. But I had done a lot of inner work to, to but it was, but the one step that was lacking was I wasn't asking. Fire Nation, my biggest takeaway by far here is the comfort zone. You know, we all spend so much time in our comfort zones every single day. I'm guilty of this as well. You know, it's easy to live in this comfort zone. But you've heard me say this before, but when have you actually taken action on these words that all the magic happens outside of your comfort zone? And when Derek, you know, finally got tired of the race to the bottom and just selling himself short and really just put a number out there that was audacious, that was out of his comfort zone, guess what? Magic did happen. And that's so critical on every single level to understand is I bet in in a lot of ways, you know, that person across the table from him would have lost a lot of respect if he had blurted out some big sale or some big discount or some low number because that's not who he wanted to work with. He wanted to work with the best and you need to represent the best and your prices should reflect that. And and I love how you said, Derek, you know, you wanted to say something, but you actually kept your mouth shut this time. And I'll tell you, yes. Fire Nation, so often the person who speaks first loses. And and by lose, yes. I don't mean that like they actually physically lose, but you know, if Derek had spoken first, he probably would have lost that high contract. He would have talked himself out of it, so to speak. So perfect stuff. And Derek, I want to move forward into what you are most fired up about. What's that one thing that you're more excited about today, right now than anything else? The thing that just juices me the most is creating, creating content. You know, I have a book out now. I have another book in the works. I have films in the works. I have programs in the works. You know, that's my, my core strength core genius, if you will, is expressing ideas in various forms, creating content. So that's, and you know, you know, content is king in a lot of ways. I mean, that gives you such power 
when you know you can just create a new program, a new book, a new whatever, and begin to generate activity in your life. You don't have to wait for somebody else to come to you. So that's what's really firing me up. I love that. And Fire Nation, we are all here on some levels looking to produce content that matters. And, you know, we have to go through a level of, you know, actually consuming content, you know, to, to learn and to go through that investing and learning stage, but then get to that place where you're teaching, you're turning around and sharing. And Fire Nation, we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we get there, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. A custom book can do a lot of things. It can highlight your expertise, it can showcase your best work, and it can give you an opportunity to profit from your smarts. This is where Blurb comes in. As a leading self-publishing platform, it's never been easier for you to take your best ideas and turn them into bookstore quality books and professional eBooks. Choose from Blurb's free book creation tools that allow you to drag and drop images and import Word docs into custom layouts. You can even create a print book and eBook at the same time. Plus, if you already have your book project in PDF format, you can easily upload it and order. Print one book at a time with print on demand or print in volume with offset for deeper discounts and a lower per unit cost. Ideal if you're looking to sell your books in the Blurb bookstore or on Amazon.com. To learn more about how Blurb can help you turn your book into reality, visit Blurb.com slash fire. That's Blurb.com slash fire. Derek, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I am, my man. (laughs) (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Well, interesting. This is really so. Growing up, I was an artist, and my dad was a businessman, and we didn't get along at all. You know, he didn't support my art. He wanted me to get a real job, and you know, my artist heart and his business head didn't meet. You know, he thought he thought Pearl Jam was something you put on toast, (laughs) and I thought Dow Jones was his business partner. If that just gives you an idea. But yeah. as I grew up and got married and got a mortgage and got creative idea, you know, and my creative abilities alone, they just weren't cutting it. You know, I had all these ideas and all this talent, but I didn't have this other side of this whole other side of me. And I realized I had to integrate that business side back in. And as I did, that helped me to get to become an entrepreneur and create the structures that actually supported my talents and my creativity and to bring it into the world in a big way. What's the best advice you've ever received? I would say the best advice I've ever received, not only received, but continue to receive on some level is don't just be a problem solver, be a vision holder. In other words, you know, as Einstein said, you can't solve a problem at the level of thinking that created it. Or like, you know, race car drivers, they're, they're taught that when you're spinning out of control towards a wall, which is the problem, if you focus on the problem, the wall, you're going to hit it. So instead, you have to focus on where you want to go, the vision, the goal. And that, because the hands follow the eyes, Mm. your hands automatically course correct. Same thing as with your mind. Energy flows where your attention goes. So if you focus on the problem, you're married to it on some level. And even if you solve it at that level, it will crop up again and again in different ways. So instead, you know, if you look at all the greatest innovations, breakthroughs, whatever, they're often, they're not problem solvers. They may have had a problem initially, but then their big focus was on the vision. What's the higher, what's the bigger idea that's emerging here? That's what got them juiced and out of bed in the morning. What's a personal habit that you believe contributes to your success? I would say meditation 
keeps me because it keeps me centered in in for for me what's real or what's true it keeps me centered versus spinning off into all of my stories reactions patterns and it kind of creates like an opening in me that then makes me available to all of these inspired ideas you know we we think the mind's job is to to do stuff but it's actually not the mind's job is to be an avenue of awareness that's why edison of these deeper truths. You know, that's why Edison was known when there would be a problem in the shop. He would walk over to the person, they'd say, there's this problem. Instead of trying to solve it, he would put his hand to his ear like he was listening. He didn't attack the problem. He opened up this inner ear and he listened, went into like a state of meditation and he caught this, this bigger idea that was trying to emerge. So for me, that meditation has been probably one of my most powerful habits. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Entreport is a huge resource for me for the managing of emails and um, all of the stuff that we do in our business and creating these funnels. That's been a, you know, learning to automate your business. And I know you talk about this a lot and your listeners are learning that, but that's been one of the biggest things, one of the biggest lessons too, you know, learning to delegate automate or eliminate. And so Entreport has been um, a really big part of that for me. Yeah. Investing in a CRM, Fire Nation, critical. Critical. And if you could recommend one book for our listeners to join Emergence on the show notes page, what would it be and why? Uh, Anti-Fragile was a great one that you already talked about. And Essentialism is another one that is really a powerful book for me because it speaks to simplifying and really you know, finding out what is really most important. You know, again, it's kind of that 80-20 rule. We are, as entrepreneurs, we're often trying to do so much and juggle so many balls, especially if we're Renaissance people. And we feel like like we have to do it all. Otherwise, it's all going to fall apart. Um, and uh, so essentialism really struck home for me around that. Well, Fire Nation, I know you love audio, so I teamed up with audiobooks, and if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Derek, I want to end this interview on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. I would just say that, you know, one of the things that I teach with the emergence work is that your most burning desire is not a sign of something that's outside of you that you have to go get. It's a sign of something that's already in you trying to get out. It's like you're pregnant. In fact, the word desire means from the heavens or of the sire. And it means you, you've already got it. So that burning desire you have to build that entrepreneurial business, empire, whatever it might be, that is not a sign that, it, that you don't have it and you got to struggle to get it. I really hope you hear and believe that that's a sign that it's in you and it's knocking on the door or like a baby kicking in your stomach and it's saying, let me out. And when you begin to work with that desire from that context, the level of power and insight and inspiration that you activate will often shock you and surprise you. Beyond that, you know, if you want to get in touch with me, obviously, DerekRydell.com, D-E-R-E-K-R-Y-D-A-L-L.com. And for those of you that decide to get the book, you can also get um, a ton of bonuses if you go to getemergencebook.com. Boom. And Fire Nation, 
You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you've been hanging out with Derek and John today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com and just put Derek in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about today, his recommended book, resource, and of course, his website, DerekRydell.com. And one more time, what was that book uh, website, Derek? Yeah, so it's Get Emergence Book. That's E-M-E-R-G-E-N-C-E, GetEmergenceBook.com, and you'll get about close to $1,800 in bonuses. When you we'll take that, check, and that'll be in the show notes page as well, or just go directly there, Fire Nation. And Derek, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, brother, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, brother. Good luck, everyone. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com to link to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. I'm hosting a live podcast workshop where I'll teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast and answer any questions you have. Visit podcastwebinar.com to claim your spot today. Have an inspired day and ignite.